0: Hello, I'm Pastor Michael Shannon with Identity Church in Deltona, Florida. We're glad that you made a decision to watch the service today. Please stay tuned after the service for more information about Identity Church. Now let's go ahead and join the service already in progress. I've been preaching a series on renewing the mind. This is, I believe, the fourth, fourth or fifth. Okay? This is the fourth. Um, we've talked about where is your mind? Where is the mind of Christ, in other words? And we we talked last week where the Lord asked me that question. He says, okay, so you're doing this renewing the mind study. And by the way, when God told me to do this study, I was a happy Christian. And it's like I opened a can of whoop butt or something on me to where I needed to have my mind renewed. I'm, I'm talking, it's like, holy moly, what did you get me into? And, you know, sometimes I think God will allow some pressure to get on you to find out what you think you know that you don't know. And, and, and in the midst of some of this pressure, I I think I know everything because I'm getting revelation, I'm preaching it, I'm teaching you, and, and then the Lord says, hey, where is the mind of Christ if you have it? I mean, you know, when you're talking to God and he's asking questions, it's not that he doesn't know the answer. You don't know the answer. Or you're not applying the truth that you know. And I it's got to be in my spirit. Can't be my soul. Mind, will, and emotion is your soul. It's in my spirit. And that's when the revelation is, is that so much of the time, when you get under pressure, you start pulling what you call godly wisdom out of your emotions. Or you call godly wisdom out of your, your, your will, something that you have willed, or, or, or an unregenerated mind. And we wonder why it is not wisdom that sets you free. If it's from your spirit, man, it's going to be God's wisdom. And I I have absolutely taken God uh, at His Word. I have been praying in tongues more than ever. I've been praying in the Spirit. I've absolutely have consciously pulled information from my spirit, knowing that I I, I instinctively think I already know everything, and instinctively I pull it from my emotions. And I have found that I actually made a habit of it. And wonder why you wind up in... battle that you're losing am i the only am i preaching to myself today okay all right good um this week um i i I, you know last week we, we 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 talked about um the mind we talked about you have two minds you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind we've gone through today we're going to talk about the will you do have willpower and and one of the things is when I started studying the will, I actually got into the Bible, found the word will, found the the root word in the Hebrew and did a little I have a pretty good Bible program and pulled all of the scriptures for that meaning and 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 started doing some studying and and the first thing the Lord said to me he says, "Hey, if you're made in my image, do you think I have a will?" I'm like, "Yeah." So that's part of the study. In this, so you are a spirit that lives in a body and possesses a soul. The soul is the mind, will, and emotions. How does the renewing of the mind bring balance to the soul? By pulling in information with a renewed mind and changing your emotions, changing your will. Now this this is this has been some gut wrenching stuff. Your human spirit has been born again through the mind of Christ. You have, through, through your spirit, you have the mind of Christ. In your spirit, you know everything that God knows. How many disagree with that? Come on, someone argue with me, please. I've been married 42 years. Some things you just got to wrestle with. That, that statement makes me go tilt a little bit. In your spirit, you know everything that God knows because you have the mind of Christ. But so much of the time, we pull from experience, we pull from our emotions, we pull from other areas rather than our spirit. You have willpower within yourself, but to have the will of God, you have to surrender to God's will. Amen. All right? That's that's the crux. I'm, I'm dealing with... Some people in ministry right now that I'm going back to um, some of my original character flaws and walking with God on how to salvage a marriage and salvage bad character. And uh, I I used this statement with a person. uh, I was using my will to not repeat ungodly character and not cheating when I first met Christ and was getting my marriage heals. I was convinced that I would fail, so I asked God to help me by surrendering to His will. That's when He helped me and walked through the wall and said to me, you touch another woman inappropriately, I'll kill you stone dead. There are people who need an encounter of that caliber because of bad character. Their marriages are coming apart, their ministries are coming apart, but the bottom line is, when when I I was talking to somebody about this, until you will it within yourself that you cannot be successful without God's help, you will not have that kind of encounter. It's in your will that you make that kind of decision that I'm going to do it God's way no matter what, even if he kills me. It is a portion of your will. And I had finally gotten to the point where I had had character flaws, I had weaknesses that I completely had succumbed to and knew that without God's help, I would repeat my behavior. And I came to a point in my will, no matter what it takes, if you're the God of Elijah, if you're the God of the Bible, if you're the God of my mother, she said you had enough power to whack me if I needed it. And I'm willing to surrender to you. And at that moment, I had the encounter that changed my life. But I'm telling you, a lot of people pray that little prayer. You know, I wish I could have Jesus walk to the wall. No, you don't. Because you're unwilling to hear the truth. You're unwilling to submit to his will. It's in the will. That's good, isn't it? Isaiah chapter 1, verses 18 and 20. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That is one of my favorite scriptures. It's the willingness. It's your will. This week, I had to use my example, and I, I, I had bad character, and so I had to surrender my will to his will. He showed up, and he took care of some of that. But then, then you go to life. You want to hear life? Here's another one about will. Now, a couple years ago, God said, if you don't lose some weight, you'll be dead in five years. So I had to conjure up in my will that I was going to get rid of a disease called fat assery. I had to will that into play. I had to put safety valves and guards. And listen, here's here's the, the most honest I can be. I used to go to Lowe's to buy a 79 cent receptacle and get a pack of Reese's. That was, and I have, I, I had to will, I had to put it in my will that I was no longer gonna eat peanut butter Reese's. This week, man, this week I'm in Lowe's. It wasn't a miniskirt. It was Reese's, baby, because it's Christmas time and they got a six pack on sale. And listen, I passed the test. I did pass the test, but I had made a conscious decision two years ago in my will. I am not going to eat Reese's peanut butter cups. And I did good. Now Susie, my lovely bride, has got a bunch of candy and stuff for Christmas and this, that, and the other. I walk by the counter. Ah! Ah! What'd you say to me, Sue? Are you I impressed you? I haven't eaten any little ones she would have never seen it and then was, the, you know what but but so as i'm studying this there's an example is i had made a conscious decision in my will i cannot eat because if i start with one trust me i know where there's a six pack and they're cheap they're on sale some of you have that issue with alcohol. Some of you have it with drugs. Some of, listen, this is it that you want to be delivered. It's a decision of the will. Yeah, right. This is the part of your soul. I, I started some, some really interesting. That, I love this scripture, but your sins will be like scarlet. And, and I did a whole study on that, and I'm not going to. But um, sc- s- scarlet um, is kind of an orangish red color. And, and so much of the uh, uh, religiousness of um, history, the cardinal wore a scarlet uh, in, in the Roman Catholic Church. Represents the blood of Christ. But it also, that is the same color that the prostitutes hung on their door. You know, so though your sins be like scarlet, they'll be white as snow. Why? If you're willing and obedient. Willing and obedient. Uh, crimson is also red, but has hints of purple in it. Royalty. So I'm telling you, if, if you if you got a sin problem, a scarlet problem, it's your willingness and your obedience to take care of it. If you have a false identity on your kingly, who God called you to be, priest and kings, right? It's your willingness and your obedience. And so what I did is I took the the Hebrew word and the Greek word for willing, and I just did a search and found like 150 scriptures, and we're not going to do them all. But here's here's some references to the same uh, Strong's uh, word. To be willing, to be unwilling, to refuse, to consent would I will I would do this is the same root word for your will. And the word yield are all in scripture. Same inner being. So free agency is willing submission does not destroy free agency. This is the thing. Are we made in God's image? Does he have a will? That's why you have a will. But we have to choose to freely submit to God's will. And so when you do that, you'll find that... All right, let me read this. A child of God willingly submits to the whole will of God and receives many special and particular manifestations of His providence. This does not destroy free moral agency in any sense. It merely gives him the super guidance that a fallen race needs this kind of will has divinely produced thoughts and feelings hence divinely produces i can't pronounce it violacious v o l i t i o n s now i got on the Dictionary thing and and, and listen to it and I still I hooked on front it stinks. (laughs) But that's the word I'm looking at. Here's the meaning of the word. Pronounce it. That one. The factor or power of using one's will is what that means. I even practiced. When such a free will chooses God and commits the ordering of his life to him and prays and seeks for God to choose him for what is best, that act in itself involves the highest form and the very essence of moral freedom and moral agency. This is done in your will. The free will of man is the only barrier that will ever stand in the way of his best interest divine providence then is limited and conditioned by a man's free will so you have a free will if you have teenagers you know exactly what i'm talking about the only way god could prevent free moral agents from sin accidents, rebellions, and other free acts of the will is by not creating them in the beginning. If God didn't create them, that would be the only way He could wipe out your free will. That was a commentary that said that. For God to place one free will under irresistible divine restraint and compulsion would destroy the free moral agency. So listen, you can do anything you want to do. It's just probably not going to be beneficial. So how many understand that when we, we submit our will to the Father's will, there's going to be some tension? I mean, Susie and I were with some people here recently, and, 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 and there's tension. Why? We don't think the same. We don't believe the same. And, 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 and I'm praying about it because I'm, I'm like, I need an answer. It's like, why are you upset with somebody who's not born again, They're not spiritually alive. They couldn't hear truth if they wanted to, and you're frustrated. Why why am I frustrated? I see their potential, but they're not born again. Why would I argue with with something that doesn't even understand what I'm arguing? They're they're spiritual bankrupt because they haven't submitted their will to the will of the Father. So God has a will. Deuteronomy 29:20. 20, the Lord will not be willing to forgive him. This is the same word. I'm, the same word all through all this. But rather the anger of the Lord and his jealousy will smoke against that man and the curses written in this book will settle upon him and the Lord will blot out his name from under heaven. God has a will. And sometimes he's black and white about it. He thinks he's God. Ruth, chapter 3, verse 13. Remain tonight and in the morning, if he will redeem you, good. Let him do it. But if he's not willing to redeem you, then was the, Lo- the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lay down until the morning. So this is, this is Boaz telling Ruth, listen, there's a man ahead of me that should redeem you by law. But if he's unwilling, I will. You know, I, I I've been in situations where I've seen leadership unwilling to do what God said. I've seen it, and me being the 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 the, the, the way I'm built, I'm like, I'll take his spot. I'll obey you. I, I serve. I've served a pastor. I gave a prophecy. He gave. Hundreds of tapes out said it was God and when it came crunch time to obey God. He called me in the office and He says listen, I'll lose too many people if I do that And I shook his hand. I was like I can't follow you no more, bro You tell me it's God and you're unwilling to pay the price uh-uh. You're gonna get us both train wreck and I left Don't get any hints 2 Chronicles 21, 7. Let the Lord Lord not willing to destroy the house of David. See, he was unwilling. God was unwilling to destroy the house of David when the house of David was wicked and needed to be restored. But he had a covenant. See, because you make a covenant and you have a a portion of your will. Listen, I'm telling you, God, God loves covenants and when you have set your mind to obey a covenant i'm telling you god shows up try that with your marriage some of you got plan b cuz you have a weak will that was not against you susan he's unwilling to destroy deuteronomy 10:10 i myself stayed on the mountain as at the first time 40 days and 40 nights and the Lord listened to me that time also. The Lord was unwilling to destroy you. So God is unwilling to just dis- listen. There's these two things. God's willing to not forgive. God's willing to destroy. Why? He makes conscious decisions in his will. God does. We're made in his image, are we not? Tell me we don't do the same thing. This person does that. I'm going to do that and you made a conscious decision in your will, you actually made a vow that your will will remember more than your mind will. Sometimes you need to go break the vow so you can change your will to line up with the will of God. It's called word curses, and we do it to ourselves all the time. Check this out. (laughs) Exodus 32, 14. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. Moses, see, this is what I love about God. God says, I'm going to wipe them all out. I'm done. He will. I'm going to... (laughs) Moses gets in the face of God and defends the people that God told him to be a shepherd over, and God repents. He changed his will. So as I'm studying this, the Lord says, you know, Charlie, some of the early... Revelations I gave you, you put in your will, I will not do this, I will not allow this, I will not tolerate this, this is unacceptable. He says, and then I've, I've loosened you up a little bit of grace and mercy, and you haven't changed your will. And you wonder why the religious spirit is beating your brains out. Am I the only one? So what I'm saying, I'm, I'm setting the context. If God changes something he said that my will is, because why? Because new information came. Here's God. I'm going to wipe them all out. Disqualify the whole bunch of them. But a leader that he put in place stands up and says, no, 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 the nations will mock us. No, I'm in charge. You, you said that you would go with me. You can't kill your people. You know what God said? Well, there's different facts because there's actually somebody willing to lay his life down for him. See, we want to change the will of God, but we're not willing to lay our life down. We're not willing to confront God. Some of you won't confront God because he he never changes his mind. No, he does. He changes his will. Why? Depending on who's standing in front of him. Is this making sense? What I'm saying is, some things you, you gut-wrenchingly made a decision. I'll never do that. No one's ever going to do that. That's, a, that's a, a conscious decision of your will, and it may not line up with today's mercy or today's grace. Luke twenty-two forty-two. Is Jesus our example? Jesus says, Father, if you are willing... Remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Because Jesus' assignment was to go to the cross and take care of the sins of the world. Yours, mine, all of them. It was painful. He was, he, he was questioning the Father. Hey, can I get out of this? Can I get out of this marriage? Can I quit this job that I testified God gave me and now I don't like the boss? Get a little close. Listen, what am I, I'm exposing the decisions you've made in conscious to your will. So Jesus is my example. He, he, he didn't want to go through the pain, but because he was asking if the will of the Father was negotiable. Do you realize this relationship with God means, God? I knew it was Your will that I start pastoring this church fourteen years ago. Is it still Your will? Is it still Your will? Is this really kicking my butt? Pain and pressure makes you question your, the will of God. I knew it was His will, but sometimes you got to go back and refresh. What is new? Your will is influenced by your spirit. Psalms fifty-one, twelve. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. So what are you telling me, Charlie? I got this spirit in me, born again, and the mind of Christ, but if my will doesn't partner with it, I won't be able to receive. What are you showing me, Daddy? If the mind of Christ is the ultimate wisdom, and I have to take my will and subject it to truth, then I can have what it says. But if, if I'm hardline on my will, that's the way it is. It's always going to be. <clears throat> and I'll let you know if I change my mind. That's not fluid. It's like the guy said to his wife, been married 40 years she goes, You haven't told me you love me in 40 years. And he said, I told you 40 years ago. And if I change my mind, I'll let you know. A willing spirit. Mark 14, 38. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So when you have a willing spirit, you've tied your will to the spirit, and now you have a willing spirit. You see the partnership? It's your will lining up with the spirit. Your will enables your ability to understand the supernatural. Matthew chapter 11, verse 14. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who has come. Listen, he's saying John the Baptist is Elijah. You've got to be willing to accept the supernatural or you're going to miss it. The supernatural does what? Triggers your brain. This can't be so. This is not natural. This is supernatural. But if you're not unwilling to walk in the supernatural, you're unwilling to have your will changed. You're unwilling to submit your your will to his will. You will miss the supernatural. How many need the supernatural in your life? You might want to break some vows. Well, I've seen the supernatural. I'm not sure it was God. Mm, OK, negative Nelly. Keep going. God does stuff just to mess with your brain. You're just living proof he still talks to a donkey. That's how supernatural you are. <laughs> your will affects your mind and choices. First Chronicles 28, 9. And you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father. This is God talking to Solomon. Serve him with your whole heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will be found by him. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. So you got to have a willing mind. So you, I'm, I'm, I'm like, all right, God, give me, give me an example. Um, and I watched my father change the last ten years of his spiritual life. That was the most stubbornest man you've ever met in your life. When it came to the things of God, it was AG. When I got it, and it's going to be AG, and that's just the way it is. I'm like, do you have a tattoo on your butt with an Assemblies of God logo? You know, God's bigger than the AG, Dad. He he was stubborn, man, and 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 he felt like that was the only denomination that. So, so, so I, 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 and and I think part of the breakdown for him was that God gave me a word, and and I told my dad, I said I preached a message about your life last week, and and I just want to share it with you. So what's that? I says it's called when faithfulness becomes sin. He's like, really? Yeah, forty years, forty four years ago. God told you to be faithful to that church and do this. Yeah. The problem is four years ago he told you to leave and you'd rather be faithful in the appearance of man than be faithful to God and you've turned your faithfulness into sin because you're unwilling to change. He didn't like that message. What? He's stubborn. Do you realize stubbornness comes in your will? And if it's not subject, and let, if, did I just prove God changes His mind, His will? Why don't we? Oh, we keep going from glory to glory. Well, you better get rid of the old glory to get the new glory. It might be a new revelation. I'm feeling good. First Samuel chapter 26, 23, The Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord gave you into, a, into my hands today, and I would not put out my hands against the Lord's anointing. See, he had it in his, he he willed it not to attack Saul. There was something in David that said, listen, only God could have anointed this guy, Saul, to be here. David knew God had anointed him to be king, but he he had willed, I'm not touching something God's anointed. He put that in his will. I'm not going there. Listen, you better have some absolutes. I believe that when we have some absolutes, it's going to be foundation. It's going to be rock solid in our will. And when you choose with the mind of Christ and it lines up with the will of God, that's when the miraculous comes. Because he didn't touch Saul. When God put David in place of king, no man could take him out because he didn't let a man or take another man's life to get there. Only God did. It was a decision of his will not to touch Saul. That was good. Your giving is a choice of your will. Exodus thirty-five twenty-two. So they came, both men and women, all who were willing, with a willing heart, brought brooches and earrings and signet rings and armlets, all sorts of gold objects. Every man deciding an offering of gold to the Lord, dedicating the offering to the Lord. Chronicles twenty nine thirty one and Hezekiah said, You have now consecrated yourselves to the Lord. Come near, bring sacrifices and thanks offering to the house of the Lord. And the assembly brought sacrifices and thanksgiving all who were of a willing heart. This is the way you give. It's in your will. If you, if, if you give with a bad attitude and you really don't, just don't give it. Don't give it. Ron Ron told me a, a story this morning. You know, pray for Ron. He screws up my barbecue. He's in trouble. But he, he said he felt a bump in his heart to give somebody 20 bucks, I think Friday night. Out of obedience, he did it. And uh, drove down the road, got out of his car, found 40 bucks sitting on the ground. I'm like, that's a pretty good return, baby, and that's quick. Why? But it's the willingness. It's your willingness, you, the right giving. You know God's prompt. God, it's the willingness in your heart. 2 Corinthians 9, 50, nine five. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead of you and arrange in advance for the gift you have promised, so that it may be ready as a willing gift, not as an extraction Your will influences your work attitude Proverbs 31:13 She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands willing hands willing hands 2 Thessalonians 3.10 "For For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Your willingness may be why you're not eating well. Because you're unwilling to go to work. My oldest son, the brainiac that he is, Getting his Ph.D. on adult learning and workplace education, we, he was here this weekend, and and there is some research of what is going on in our nation. is Is the self-esteem of the nation is taking a nosedive because people aren't working, people aren't getting the satisfaction of working and producing something, and we're and and and, and the academic world is is bracing itself for a major mental crisis. Why? Because some people are just unwilling to work. Your will influences your stubbornness and the hardness of your heart. Ezekiel 37, I'm sorry, Ezekiel 3-7. But the house of Israel will not be willing to listen to you. Listen, this is hard. As a prophet, God says, hey, I want you to go give these people a word. But they're unwilling to hear it. But you still got to give it anyway. (laughs) That's fun. For they are not willing to listen to me because of all the house of Israel has had a hard forehead and a stubborn heart. Your willingness is what fuels your hard heart or your unwillingness. Ezekiel 20 verse 8. But they rebelled against me and were not willing to listen to me. None of them cast away the detestable things their eyes feasted on, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I said, I will pour out my wrath upon them and spend my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. Listen, some of your unwillingness will gift you a spanking because you will harden your heart. You'll No longer hear the voice of God. And it starts in the will. You you violate your will when you want to sin. 2 Samuel 13, verse 14. But he would not listen to her. That word would is the same word for will. And being stronger than she, he violated her and lay with her. Verse 16. But she said to him, No, my brother, for this wrong, this is wrong in sending me away is greater than the other things that you did to me. But he would not listen to her because of the condition of his will. He violated, and then sent her away. Some of your basic sin issues is in your will because you're choosing to go against the other er areas of your soul and your heart. A city has a a will because of the leaderships that run them have wills. Luke 13, 34. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers its brood under her wings? And you were not willing. He's talking to a city. I believe that the body of Christ is going to have to start taking some real inventories on some vows you've made, some decisions that you've made by your will. I will not do this. I will not accept that. Some of us have even said, God's mercy and grace will cover me, and I'm willing to sin. I'm willing to disobey you. What was the first verse that we quoted? It's the willing and the obedient that eat the fat of the land. So my question to you is, what have you decided in your will that is hindering the supernatural, that is hindering the true visitation of God, that brings change? I'm dealing with some people who know the Bible better than I, have been in ministry longer than I. (laughs) He mocks me. Brother, you preach to the choir, know all that. He just didn't know what I was studying this week. He said, Yeah, but you're unwilling to repent. And you're going to lose your family. You're unwilling to repent. I went to the Lord about it. I called him back. You better deal with your unwillingness to repent. Because you ain't talking to somebody that's a lightweight. I said, because of your unwillingness to repent and you know all the stuff I'm giving you. I said, I'm going to give you a list of five or six people of the caliber of anointing and calling that is on your life that are all dead because they were unwilling to deal with their sin. I said, you have chosen... To be unwilling to repent. This guy's got miracles under his belt. He can bring worship. He's got miracles. When the will of God is that you won't submit your will to Him, God will pull the covers back. I told this guy a couple days ago, I said, your bucket of grace is empty. I said, every sin that you thought you hid will now be exposed from the rooftop. He goes, don't say that. I'm like, watch it. He calls me up. I hate you. My wife got a text 32 years ago. I did this, and the person I did it with just told on me. 32 years later. Three days in a row. His sins were exposed. And he's still unwilling to repent. Brother, you preach it to the choir. You said, boy, you keep it up. You're going to be in a different choir. You're going be with a great cloud of witnesses because that's about the place you're about to be valuable because you're about to be useless here. hard as it is to say that there's also this bounce off that comes back to me how easy is it to overlook those kind of decisions your heart because you got miracles you led six people to jesus you do a nice anointed bible study but he's going after something in your heart that you're unwilling to lay on the altar All through this message. When God says, I'm going to judge you, He is doing judgment with mercy, not wrath. He already put the wrath on Jesus. When you've hardened your heart and you're unwilling to bend to the Holy Spirit, go and go repent to this person, go ask for forgiveness for this. That's a conscious decision of your will no I'm not I was right Lord they offended me well the righteous are not easily offended go repent and you I'm right and I'm not doing it and wonder why I'm not eating the fat of the lamb what have you been willing just to be normal let it be normal it's okay. Mercy covers that. Grace covers it. I'm going to tell you something. It does not cover it when he has put his finger on it. I wouldn't call this my Christmas message (laughs) we sang oh holy night and all that good stuff earlier but this was not a Christmas message but I've come to the conclusion in my own life it's my will that determines my destiny it's not my calling it's not the anointing it's not the personality. It's not the gifting. I have figured it out. This week, it's my will. And the problem is am I willing to submit to his will? Say, Lord, search my heart and search my soul and get right down into my will. And if there's anything in there that I've been unwilling to give you, to surrender to you, put your finger on it. Let me feel it so I can deal with it. Lord, there's things that I've been willing to do that I feel like I've been hindered. And I have no hope. Will you give me hope in the things that are still your will? And a plan to walk it out so I can eat the fat of the lamb. I need Your will. I need Your grace. And I need Your mercy. If there's any vow that I've made that has been turned into a word curse against Your will in my life, I break it now. And I ask You to forgive me and release the assignment And teach me how to submit to your will with power and insight. In Jesus' name. Thank you for watching. For more information about Identity Church, visit us at identitychurch.net or come visit us on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. 777 Deltona Boulevard in Deltona, Florida. God bless.